you know, there's there's a lot of programming. There's a lot of a lot of things that go into running a church. We get all that. And here's the discipline: is for us to stay laser focused on what we are supposed to be about. And that is, if you want to phrase, make mini me Jesus. <laughs> to help you passionately follow Jesus. To get you to the place where you want to follow him so closely that his dust would cover you. So that, here's the thing, you get to do the same. You get to do the same. And as we close out 2017, how dusty are you? How dusty are you? How closely have you been following Jesus? Daily. Because the rabbi and the Talmud, they were together, man. It was a 24-7 thing. I didn't want to just learn what he what he taught. I wanted to be him. This year, what priority has it been for me and for you to be like Jesus? Not just to be committed to church or to serve or to give. But how committed to being like Jesus have we been? How how dusty are you? In the best sense. In the best sense. I, I last night I was watching the some some cable thing on Spartan races. Anyone know Spartan races with the obstacles, right? And so the Spartan race is over a few miles and they had 28 obstacles. And some of these obstacles are crazy. Like they're crawling under barbed wire. They're jumping through mud holes and cut. Here's the thing. You don't do a Spartan race if you don't want to get dirty. Right? Right? That would be weird. That would be like, no, this is a Spartan race. I want to get in the mud. I want to crawl under barbed wire. I want to come out dirty, right? That's the whole point. It's just to roll up your sleeves and jump in and immerse yourself. Do you feel that way about your walk with Jesus? Do you just want to roll in and just get in there? Roll up your sleeves and get dirty. Right? Just fall and have dust cover you, right? So it's a matter of perception because sometimes we're not careful. We come to church with sort of this idea, I don't know where to pick it up, that I'm going to come to Jesus and my life is going to get all cleaned up, not dusty. It's quite the opposite expectation we have of church and of following Jesus. Well, everything's supposed to get better, right? What's, why, is, why is it more messy? Anyone ever follow Jesus and seen things got more messy? Anyone? <laughs> Welcome to Spartan racing. <laughs> Spiritual Spartan racing. You get in the mud. You're crawling under barbed wire. Anyone follow Jesus under barbed wire? Felt like? Right? You're trying to figure this out. And you're like, Lord, where are we going? Just follow me. Right? Right? Jesus said, just follow me. But Lord, that's... That looks dangerous. Just follow me. Okay. Remember, it was a come follow me moment. Remember that moment? You were so excited to follow me. Well, come follow me. Anybody ski here? Ski, snowboard? Anyone ever decide to push yourself to that next level of hill? And stand above the hill? And ask yourself that question. What was I thinking? (laughs) Anyone ever have one of those what was I thinking? It could be a bike ride. Any mountain bikers? A what was I thinking moment? Surfing? Anything in your life. You you said, I'm going to push myself. I think I'm ready. (laughs) Oh! 
You know, I remember when snowboarding and, and Mark and his son are really good in the high schoolers years ago, and I tried to keep up with them one time. I'm like, Pride, I can do this. Mark and Ryan, just go, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I'm like, Lord. And I'm like, right? How many of you ever tried to be cool surviving? <laughs> but you didn't, you, you didn't want to look like this. Like, I gotta, I, somehow I gotta clean this up. Right? It could be anything, right? Motocross, right? If you're gonna go on the trails, you go expecting to get dirty and maybe fall, and just that's all part of the adventure. How dusty are you? How dusty did you get in 2017 following Jesus in the best way? And it, you know, getting dusty, it's not pleasant. It's not always pleasant. I remember um, before the fires, Matt and Tyler, they're really good mountain bikers, so they took me across the river bottom, that preserve, and we went mountain biking. They're much faster than I am, so we're trying to get back, and we said, Matt, why don't you lead us? So he takes us down this other path. So it's Matt and Tyler, then me. Eating their dust the entire way. <laughs> it was so bad I couldn't even see them on the trail. And so I had to back way up. I'm like, this is fun, right? They're waiting for me, and I come on my back. Thanks, fellas. You know. So I get following and eating dust isn't pleasant in the moment, but isn't it great when you're in it? You have that moment, you're like, oh, that was so good. And then you do it together, and you're not just by yourself, and you're in the church, and you're like, yeah, right? Mexico. We've been to Mexico a few times. You get stretched in Mexico, but you go there with the expectation that you're going to get stretched. You're going to roll up the sleeves. You're going to get dirty and sweaty and dusty. That's part of the deal. And so this morning, I just want to encourage us. Take time to reflect on how close to even following Jesus how dusty are you? In the best way. In the best way. How dusty are you? Right? And and, and, and just to kind of maybe give you a few check marks and applications, kind of just think, Lord, how, how do we how do we gauge this? Why why might I not be following you as closely as I should be or really even want to be? Number one is might just be that you're challenged with stuff of stuff of the world, your desires. Your desires. Matthew 13, 23, Jesus tells a parable about a sower who throws out a seed. And he says this, The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. How dusty are you? Well, if you're kind of like, I don't know. I feel like there's a gap between me and Jesus. I'm not following him as closely. It might be because, as it says here, the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, just the stuff of the world is competing for your heart competing for your priorities, competing for your resources, right? So maybe in this next week or so, you say, Lord, I do want to follow you so closely that your dust would cover me. So Lord, help me to understand what changes I need to make in my priorities and my desires. Maybe there's just some literal changes you need to make, right? 
James 1.22 says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. So it might be desires, it also might be deception. Maybe somewhere along the line, you didn't really understand when Jesus said, come follow me. It wasn't just to learn his teachings, it was to be like him. And James 1.22 says, if you come and you just hear, but you don't have a desire to apply it, you're deceived. In fact, that word is pretty powerful. It says you're deluded. You're deluded. Right? So maybe one of the changes is to say, Lord, no. I don't want to just hear your teaching. I want to be like you. Radically changes it. Read the Sermon on the Mount through that lens. Read the Sermon on the Mount in other scriptures as if you're actually listening to Jesus as a Talmud with the desire to be that. Radically changes it than just a, a suggestion or a command or a proposition. If I'm listening to the Sermon on the Mount and he's talking about forgiving my enemies and he's talking about, you know, what comes out of my mouth is a reflection of my heart and I'm listening to that as my rabbi speaking and I take it as pure authority, radically changes. Radically changes. Everything about even how we view scripture today. Right? Is this just an academic study? Or is this something that you receive from Jesus because you want to be like him? You want to be like him. Radically changes how you hear this. Radically changes how you how you hear this. I came across this is this is this is pretty interesting uh, story. It says a man in New York City who died at the age of 63. He died at the age of 63 without ever having had a job. He spent his entire adult life in college. During those years, he acquired so many academic degrees that they looked like the alphabet behind his name. Why did this man spend his entire life in college? When he was a child, a wealthy relative died who had named him as a beneficiary in his will. It stated that he was able to be given money, he was to be given enough money to support him every year as long as he stayed in school. <laughs> and it was to be discontinued when he had completed his education. The man met the terms of the will, but by remaining in school indefinitely, he turned a technicality into a steady income for life, something his benefactor never intended. Ouch! See? Because a lot of us, when it comes to church, What's the, what's the intent of coming? To get out there and do it. Not to kind of work the system and get a steady income and feel kind of a steady income of good feelings, right? Or a steady income of whatever we think we're, God wants to give us and he doesn't want to bless us. But if we're not going out there and using it and, and making disciples and following him and being salt and light, we miss the point of the benefactor, amen? Right? And I read that and I'm like, oh, ouch. Dude's pretty smart, but oh, man. <laughs> Lord, do I just try to work the system? Do I just try to work the church system? Do I just try to work it to my benefit? Or am I truly following you so closely that I'm covered in your dust? Do I trust you that much? Do I love you that much? Am I surrendered that much? I just want to follow you wherever you're going to lead me. Wherever you're going to lead me. And the third D, uh, third D, it's just a decision, right? 
So it might be challenges with your desires. It might be this deception thing. But the third thing, maybe, as you reflect on, on how closely you're following, you just need to make a decision. You just need to make a decision. I love Acts 4.13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter, they are the religious leaders. When the religious leaders saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They just made a decision. See, this is the difference. In the traditional rabbinic culture, it was the cream of the crop, the ivy leaders that were selected by the rabbis. Come follow me. You qualify. You cream of the crop. Jesus shows up as a rabbi and says, no, I want the blue collars. I want the outcasts. See, what happens in the educational system, if you don't make a certain grade, you know what happens? They kick you out of school to go do a trade, like fishing. So here's the crazy thing. Rabbi Jesus shows up and says, hey, you, come follow me. I know down the road you were kicked out of school and they, you, you, they said you weren't good enough. But you're good enough for me. Mm -hmm. Come follow me. Come follow me. I know in the world's eyes you don't measure up. And you've always kind of felt less than. And you never felt like you mattered. And your self-worth is about this big. But you know what? You matter to me. Come follow me. Because I see something in you. If you'll follow me, it's called transformation. Well, where are we going? Just follow me. Just follow me. The world didn't want you. You got umpteen rejection letters. You come follow me. You matter to me. That's why Jesus turned it all upside down. That's why the religious leaders were scratching their head like, that's his group? That motley crew? of fishermen and tax collectors, the ones that society hated, the ones that got bounced out of school, those are the ones following this rabbi? That's why A, they were confused, B, they were ticked off. Because <laughs> this motley crew of fishermen and tax collectors was following Rabbi Jesus and he was transforming is transforming. And that's the Talmudim that has been used to transform the world. It's us. It's us. And that's the, that's the heart I want to give to you and I believe God wants to say, you know what? Jesus doesn't call the cream of the crop ivy leaders. He calls the broken. He calls those that maybe you're always on the outs. Always wondering if you're going to be good enough. Hated when they picked teams at school because you were always the last one picked. Right? Never, never thought you measured up to your older brother or sister or your parents' expectations. Right? All of us who carry that weight of, gosh, really? Who am I? Just feel like I'm taking up air, oxygen on this planet. Does anyone even care? Do I matter? And along comes Jesus. Come follow me. Just come follow me. Trust me. Just stay close. Just stay close. And there may be times when I'm going to call you to get out of a boat and walk on water. 
going to have to trust me. You're going to have to trust me in those moments when you're scared and you're confused and you're hurt and you don't know how it's all going to play out. Trust me. Trust me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. My burden is light. Just stay so close to me that my dust covers you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for reminding us this morning that to be a follower of Jesus really is a relationship. It just is a relationship. And sure, we need to know right doctrine, and sure, we need to understand truth. It is absolutely vital. But Lord, all of that, first and foremost, comes out of a relationship with you. And the crazy thing is, it's a relationship where you call us to follow you. In your grace and in your mercy, you say, come, follow me. And so as we reflect on 2017, how dusty are we? Lord, are there things competing for our love and our, our allegiance, our priorities, our resources? Lord, did we kind of just slide into just hearing the word and not doing it? Lord, this morning, can we just need to make a decision? Just make a decision as ordinary, unschooled folk sitting here in Ohio. Do we just need to make a decision to follow you? We don't know where it's going to lead, but we trust you. You are good, good. You are good. And so, Jesus, pray in this time as we prepare for communion that you would just give us a few moments to reflect how dusty we are. Really, Lord, the question is, where are we in relationship to you? Thank you for what you did this 2017 for us as a church family. Thank you that as a church family, as we follow you, and as your dust covers us as a church family, Lord, is a testimony to where we are this morning. It's not been easy. Love you.